And welcome to another episode of TNA Top 10. I'm your host, T-Weave. With me, as always, is the A in TNA, the one and only Andrew. How you doing, bud? Hey, buddy. I think we glitched a little bit there. Yeah. There you are. Okay, so the audio caught up with us. That's correct. I am the A in TNA. Poor Terry over there. He is dealing with all of my nonsense today. I've got a new webcam. Uh, I can't figure out the virtual background. The microphone is okay, I guess. Um, we had a really late start getting started because I got delayed at work. And he's sitting here being very patient with me, so I do appreciate it. And that's why he's the producer and I'm not, because shit would have got broken by now. But anyway, buddy, it's been five, six days. And uh, we have more good in the world happen this week, I think, than last week. So... Might be a better show this week. At least it won't be so damn depressing. <laughs> well, we didn't come up with an asshole of the week. I said it last week. I'm not going to carry a list of assholes with me just for a chance to put them on the air. But, you know, we'll have a champ of the week, like we said. We're going to have that every week. There's plenty of good folks out there to mention. But, you know, the other day, SmackDown was in Birmingham. And I thought, you know, I'm going to Dynamite at the end of the month. SmackDown's a couple hours from me. I could go to that. And damn if The Rock didn't show up. I mean, come on. Were you there? He didn't show no? up at the Royal Rumble, but he shows up in Birmingham, Alabama. No, I wasn't there. I didn't think there was a reason to go. I mean, okay. Raw is supposed to be the show that has the, the after Rumble, after pay-per-view kind of stuff, not SmackDown. So maybe I learned my lesson there. If they're close, go. I don't know. But well, you know, we SmackDown, expect, of course, is the is the A show these days. So Yeah, and who knows what's happening with, with Netflix and Raw going to Netflix next year and Yeah, SmackDown's the stuff. A all I was saying is SmackDown's the A show. Yeah. Well, I mean it's probably gonna be more the A show after that, but you know, pretty interesting. I I've purposely not talked to you about this too much since it happened because I wanted to save some for the show but you know everybody thinks they know exactly what's going to happen Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble he gets to choose his opponent at Wrestlemania he comes out and starts talking to Roman and damn if he didn't say that he's not going to challenge him for Wrestlemania and then The Rock comes out there I think we got a little bit of people asked for The Rock versus Roman for a long time and then when Cody showed up, they quit asking for it. And then they ended up getting it. People are pretty pissed about it. What do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't under, I don't understand the hate. It's a pre predetermined sport. They're obviously athletes, all that, but The Rock is the biggest name in entertainment. He's a member of the TKO board. Um, I get that Cody Rhodes and I've had this conversation with several people, not you. So I guess this will work for the show. Um, the one thing about it with Cody Rhodes, you know, is obviously there's the comparisons to his father. Okay. For my money, for a Dusty Rhodes guy, Dusty's on my Mount Rushmore of, of all professional wrestlers. And not because he was the greatest worker of all time. Hold but because up, of his contributions up. to professional wrestling. Did Andrew... Just say Mount Rushmore. I thought you were anti. I know Rushmore. it's so fucking. A 
it's so fucking Eddie P. Um, you know, and he'll never listen to our show because <laughs> he was afraid I was going to beat his ass in Chicago. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like, if there's a real if there's a real Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, Dusty Rhodes is on it in so many categories yeah, that you better put him on Mount Rushmore. But anyway, my my point was he was never really a long term champion. He was always a transitional champion or a champion in a moment. I think his total three reigns as the world's heavyweight champion, as Harley used to say, was less than six total months, and that's in the NWA territory days. He was so much more entertaining when he was chasing superstar Billy Graham, when he was chasing Harley Race, when he was chasing the nature boy Ric Flair, and that's what Cody can be. And here's the problem, Terry, that WWE has done, but it's credit to Cody. He's the biggest babyface since John Cena. He's their John Cena. He is who The Rock was to so many people for a long time. The guy everybody wants to see. And, you know, they want to put The Rock and Roman together, and that's fine. I said it eight years ago. They should have turned Roman on The Rock in Philly at Rock at Rumble 15. Uh, when The Rock came out to try to save the show after Roman had been force-fed to the fans, to me what should have happened is that Roman hits him with the spear, Hits him with a Superman punch, leaves him laying, cue the shield music, because that's what they were using at the time. And when he comes out the next night, he explains that nobody's going to take his sign light, including The Rock, the greatest star, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you move on to WrestleMania. That WrestleMania, of course, is where Seth Rollins cashed in against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And so from that standpoint, they did do a booking reset because they knew Roman was not the guy that they needed to put the title on. Now he's the number one heel. Obviously, the Rock Roman story has been teased for two years at this point. It's not like this is a new idea, new invention. However, things are more advantageous. And I'd like to remind everybody of that fucking African elephant in the room that's Vincent Kennedy McMahon getting ready to go to court in multiple levels, in multiple states, with multiple defendants and multiple plaintiffs and all of the rest of it, um, they need a win. TKO, WWE, whatever you want to call it, they've got to have a win, Terry, and they're not going to get a win um, with Cody de dethroning Roman when you've got the rock right there. The other thing is, this is where Dusty and Cody are so similar. Cody don't need the title. He's one of those guys who simply does not need the World Heavyweight Championship. He doesn't need the universal title. He doesn't need a championship to be Cody Rhodes, the guy that takes pictures, signs autographs, bring kids into the ring, sells merchandise through the freaking roof at this point. Now, I doubt he's as hot as Hogan was in the 80s or Austin was in the Attitude Era, but the man's selling some merch. He's getting paid. Big bucks. Big bucks. Now I'm going to take a breath and a drink, but my point is that everybody can get mad. Ultimately, this is my opinion. They're going to get to Cody and Roman somehow. I don't think this is the end of this. I think, and we're not even watching Raw tonight, but I think somehow they are going to get to Cody and Roman. And I think this is a work. I think this is testing the water. They got mainstream media picking up how dissatisfied fans are. You have 2 million downvotes on That's YouTube cute. for The Rock coming back SmackDown Friday that you talked about. You're going to tell me that people like win. Triple H and Nick Khan 
and all the guys in TKO are so stupid that they're not going to pay attention to what the fans want and they're saying, believe me, part of this has got to be a work. Because wrestling is a work. You know, it, the words of, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, the former WCW boss. Uh, not Bischoff? Bill Watts, but the other one. I just lost his name. Bischoff? Not Bischoff. The one, Heard. Jim Heard. Jim Heard of all people. The greatest lie ever told is what, is what we call professional wrestling. It's the greatest lie ever told. Um. And if anybody hasn't seen it, that interview with Conrad, conversations with Conrad of exclusive ad-free shows, there's your plug, Connie. Now refund our money for us for our Top Guy subscription because uh, we're doing free ad free ads on this show now, apparently. But that was worth the price of admission in all seriousness. Listening to Jim Hurd talk about Ric Flair, the horseman, all of the decisions he made um, was really, really impressive. But anyway, wrestling's the greatest lie ever, Terry. It's the greatest lie ever, and it keeps us entertained. But honestly, what more is left to tell of the Bloodline story if you don't include The Rock? And take it away, buddy. It's all you. What, well, what's I mean, left? Even at, I what's mean that's the thing. Tell? It's like if you would have said we had Rock and Roman a year and a half ago, people would have been thrilled. There's no reason not to be thrilled now. Got the Cody thing. There's time. I think Cody will eventually win it. And, you know, there's a particular title that he's after, and that's the one Roman has. It doesn't, and he said, his words were, I'm just not doing it at WrestleMania. That, that leaves it open for plenty of room in the future. Now, barring some kind of career-ending injury, which Cody's a pretty tough guy. He's going to come back from most things. Um, we're going to see that eventually. Does he win it from Roman? Probably not. How do we end up seeing that? Does The Rock end up beating Roman? That's interesting. What happens if The Rock becomes champion? He's not going to be there all the time. I mean, what does that even mean? Um, who knows? We might have another WrestleMania with a uh, world championship tournament like WrestleMania 4. <laughs> and then Cody wins it that way. There's plenty of opportunity for storylines. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, that, that they needed an out. They needed a new avenue because, quite frankly, the Bloodline story is, is the matches are pretty similar. You, you've got the top wrestlers taking on Roman, the outside interference from the Bloodline, Paul Heyman on the mic, this, that, and the other, Roman doing his thing. One thing you can say about Roman Reigns is he is a much better promo than he was five years ago. Oh, yeah. He's an incredibly good promo. He's very good on the mic. The gestures, the timing, the crowd, the breathing, the cadence, all of those things matter, and he's got it. But from the standpoint of the bloodline, how many times are you going to see Solo Sokoa interrupt a match? How many times are Jimmy and Jay going to help Roman win the title? And I get it. The Horsemen did it. The NWO did it. I mean, and we talked about that, I think, times. last week or whatever. Two or three more times than anybody really wants to see it, just enough to piss them off. Because it gets your attention. And that's it. I mean, because you know how it's going to end. Did anybody really think Roman wasn't walking out of Rumble with the title? No chance. And there were three great wrestlers in that match. Uh -huh. Three great wrestlers, Terry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh -huh. Like I said, I think we're on a little bit of an audio delay, but I know you'll fix that. Um, <laughs> three great wrestlers, though. And, and, and they never had a prayer. 
They never had a prayer of beating of beating Roman Reigns for not that a Royal Rumble. If it were not a if it prayer. was SummerSlam or if it were WrestleMania, there's a chance. But not at Royal Rumble because no. you're not going to get that kind of thing happen in a side match at Royal Rumble. It's just not going to happen. Well, and I think the Rumble's lost its luster. And here's why I say that. You and I talked about it last week on Top 10, and I think we did a really nice job, you know, highlighting the different ways WWE tried to finish the Rumble. There's only so many ways to finish the Royal Rumble. There's only so many surprises and so many creative directions you can go. And that's why wrestling is completely recycled. Without the Four Horsemen, there's not the NWO, the Bullet Club, DX, whatever. Okay, we get it. They're the prototype. But do you know that there were wrestling factions before the Four Horsemen? Because there were. It's that simple. Bobby Heenan had Nick Bockwinkle and uh, Stevens and um, uh, Patterson at one point, all under his uh, all under his tutelage. So there you go. Anyway, yeah, and if you um, look if you look at our top, yeah, team, the Rock coming back. One thing you'll notice is the only the only ones that showed up that were in the last ten years or so were both women's. Royal Rumble matches. None of the men's matches from the yeah. last 10 years showed up there. Uh, originality seemed to be a big thing with the voters. Yeah. Like, you know, with the with the finish with Hulk, Sid, and Ric Flair as number one. Mm -hmm. uh, with Shawn Michaels winning, knocking Davy Boy out of the ring after he'd skinned the cat in 95. Number two, you know, I guess uh, the women... Uh, only because they were the women, but also they did have good finishes. It was just not, yeah. not necessarily what we would. You know, it's not. There's, there's no. What am I trying to say? It wasn't that they were bad finishes or anything in a lot of these rumbles, but there was nothing so special about them. The one we didn't talk about a finish was 05, and that was when Cena and Batista and Vince blows out both his quads and all yeah. that. And, that's a memorable finish, but is it the best finish ever? Absolutely not, because they screwed it up. They screwed it up, and, and, and that happens. That's why they were able to call that audible. But If you go through, and, and let me give a little background here. So in 1999, I, I moved to Auburn, started going to school there. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this gets to wrestling in a minute. I almost wore my Alabama shirt today. <laughs> I almost wore my Alabama shirt. I almost, wore, my, I almost wore an Auburn shirt. But anyway, in 99, I moved to Auburn. Um, I was a WCW guy, and I was watching um, Nitro mm -hmm. every week. Thunder, I guess I watched that too. I don't know. I don't remember really. Um, but it was starting to suck in 99, about the time I – I went down there. Oh, buddy. And I quit watching. I quit watching you from 99 to 2019, 20 years. So I missed some big stuff happening. Um, my son came home when he mm -hmm. was five years old. He used to go to this um, daily like summer camp thing. And he came home, and we're standing in the kitchen, and he says, Dad, John Cena's my favorite wrestler. And I'm like, how do you even know that? We don't watch that. So that got me back into it. Well, the first thing I did, I got the WWE Network, and I did two things. First thing is, I watched every episode of World Championship Wrestling studio shows, because that was my favorite time 
in the history of wrestling, and I watched that whole thing through multiple years. So I did that. The second thing I did, I was like, I need to catch up on these years that I missed. So I watched every Royal Rumble match from the beginning all the way to me catching up, and that was in 2019. So um, that prepared me for the 2020 Royal Rumble. That way I could see all the gimmicks and stuff that were in the in the Rumble. And one thing I noticed, boy, the inconsistency. Some things would cause a disqualification, like, um, what's his name? The, the Irish guy. Um, <laughs> I can't even think of his name. Um, but Drew anyway, he got, he got sent out. No, 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 Mac a long time Mac ago. McIntyre's Scottish, but Seamus. Oh, Fit Finley? Yeah, this would have been in the night. Fit Finley, yes, thank you. So Fit Finley got disqualified from the Royal Rumble for a foreign object. Next thing you know, Terry Funk's got a damn chainsaw in the ring. So there's some inconsistency. And then you talk about we had one of them that we put up there. We had a multiple winners because they hit the floor at the same time. Next thing you know, John Cena and Batista do the same thing, and they make them keep going. It's like no consistency. But it's wrestling. What the hell do I expect, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning. Vince is out there blowing both quads, which maybe he deserved after all we we talked about last week. I don't know. Maybe it was karma in advance. Um. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, I get what you're saying with the rumble being inconsistent, the rules being inconsistent. You know, one thing that that hardcore wrestling fans like myself complain about AEW about, and I'm not going to turn this into an AEW bitch session by any means, is there is no, there's really no rules, and they bury the referees like they bury the refs. I mean, oh, did he if ta a tag match? Did he tag him? Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, oh, we're going to be outside on the floor <laughs> brawling for ten minutes because. Yeah, because Nick, because Moxley's in this match, so we're going to be brawling through the crowd and getting the staple guns out and putting boards out. And oh, and by the way, it's no disqualification, even though we didn't announce it that way. You know, um, some of that stuff, like you know, for older fans like you and me, and I'm—I mean, I'm not even talking how old we are. We grew up watching a product where there were rules, and then there were formulas where if you got a no disqualification match. That was a big deal because that meant that this had gone a long time and now it was time, you know, for something different. So um, some of that inconsistency like you're talking about. Yeah. Cage yeah. matches didn't the just cage happen match out the blow off. That was because we're so tired of your bastard tag team partner interfering behind the ref's back. We've got to keep you out. And it wasn't so that we could yep. climb the damn thing and escape because we're sissies. It was so that we could put a roof on the top of us, walls around us, and you cannot escape me, and I'm going to bloody you right now. That's what it was about. Because I'm tired of you running yeah. from me. Well, and it Coward. was about the baby face getting the comeuppance, as we call it, you know, on the heel, and that, that really did matter. Yep. All right, that's enough wrestling talk. <laughs> I'm waiting for our audio to catch up again. You can go ahead and clip that at 1944. <laughs> so so listen we did have a death we wanted to mention i guess everybody's like, been talking my internet about this. must Carl suck Weathers it's mine guy. or yours tonight buddy because i see mine fine but you're like you're well yours you're is glitchy local over there mine's local and, to me, and then so i heard you just say carl weathers died so you know 
Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, there All you right. go. Carl Weathers. So anyway, buddy, let me run it down. For why you. did Apollo Creed Somebody's have got to some die? Internet tonight. Yeah, why did Apollo well, Creed one thing, have I to didn't, die? Is I it didn't mine really or is know, it yours, legitimately? I didn't know his football background. I mean, I guess I knew him as Apollo Creed. I mean, he was in some big things. He was in Predator. He was in the Rocky series. Um, multiple Adam Sandler movies. Most notably, he was Chubbs in Happy Gilmore. Um, he was in Toy Story. And then he was in The Mandalorian most recently. But um, this guy was in a lot of good stuff. But he started out, he took theater at San Diego State, and he played linebacker there. He played one season for the Oakland Raiders before he um, started just becoming an actor. And, you know, he'll be missed. I don't know a lot about him other than that. I just saw him on the screen. He wasn't in the news other than things that he did on screen. So, you know, good for him. If he, if he dies, he dies. What a line. You're at the height of the Cold War. You're sending Rocky to battle Drago. But to set it all up, you kill Apollo Creed in the red, white, and blue boxing shorts in an exhibition match in New York City or wherever it was, um, wherever they were holding the holding the fight. I forget now. Um, oh, no. I contend to this day, Terry. I contend to this day that Rocky IV is the perfect piece of Cold War propaganda. Because you kill the American hero in Apollo Creed, yep. as played by Carl's Weathers. And then Rocky goes to Moscow, and he prepares old school to fight Drago, and takes him down inside, you know, the Kremlin Sportatorium. Okay, for anybody wondering, because I do have a, a master's degree in European history, and the area of concentration was the Soviet Union, I wow. promise you that shit would never happen. Old Rocky would have never gotten out of would have never gotten out of Moscow alive. Did you just say <laughs> hold up, hold up? That's part of the problem there. I know I delayed this a little bit. Did you just call it the Kremlin Sportatorium? Correct. Correct. <laughs> what <Okay>. do I care? <laughs> The well, you know what the Kremlin and the Sportatorium have well, in common? You put them together. What, what do you have? What do you have? What do they have in common? Tell me. They're both retired shitholes that no longer exist. <laughs> oh, Laura. And that's why you love me. But anyway, yeah. So I think Carl Weathers was fantastic. Yeah. I loved him in Predator with Arnold. Let's face it. Back in the day, in the eighties, anything Arnold Schwarzenegger touched was money. Terminator, Predator, um, even before then, the Conan series, the Conan the Barbarian, the Destroyer. Um, he did Total Recall for anybody want. Kindergarten Cop, Boys Have a Penis, Girls Have a Vagina. Wait a minute, it's 2024, we don't assume those things. <laughs> but anyway, Arnold was fantastic in all of his movies back in the day. Um, and I loved him as, as the governor of California. Not because I believed in his politics or anything, which we rarely talk about on this show, but because during a debate with uh, Huffington and somebody else, he said, your policies have such big holes in them, or your environmental policies have such big holes in them, I could drive my Humvee through them. So that popped the shit out of me 
because here you are, Arnold's driving a four mile, like five, four miles to the gallon gas guzzling hummy Humvee, oh, yeah. running as the governor of California, yeah. debating somebody talking about their environmental policies. It's, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Not Ariana only Huffington was Arnold was driving name. a Hummer, um, nobody else would be driving a Hummer in the public if it weren't for Arnold. He pushed that thing. He was like the first guy to be doing that. He put it in yeah. the mainstream. And but now I mean, you can get an electric one for about a buck, <laughs> a buck and a quarter, Terry. Uh, so a lot of I ain't paying one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for an automobile. I have to plug in. <sighs> Go ahead. A lot of people came. Well, I mean, out. a I lot apologize. of people came out saying real positive things about Carl Weathers after he died. Arnold did. Sylvester Stallone did. Adam Sandler. You know, anybody that worked with him talked. Oh shit! He was chubs. He was Chubbs Peterson. Chubbs. Everybody loves Chubbs. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I took I took I took his eye out. You're pretty sick, Chubbs. <laughs> Talking about the alligator. That shit was funny. I got I his gotta eye. Go watch he carried his eye around in his pocket. Oh. But yeah, so obviously he'll be missed. Um I'm gonna go watch Rocky Four because it was badass. Hell, let's watch all of them this weekend. What else what else is going on this weekend that we would watch anyway? Why not? All right, so speaking well, of something that I mean, might be I think going there's a game, weekend, a, a, yeah, a game or a concert or whatever you want. It depends on who you're talking to, because boy, is there a lot of heat going on in the NFL world these days. People just don't know how to act, do they? Talking about old T Swift well, and uh, who's actually and her being the halftime at show. the game? Who's doing the halftime show? Oh, it's uh. Shoot, we didn't put it in the notes either, and I know this. Um, Who is performing? Isn't it a boy band halftime show? Usher? I think it's a boy band, buddy. Is it Usher? I'm seeing something about is Usher. Is it Usher? Here. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. You know, it's funny. It seems like a few months ago, Taylor Swift turned it down. And then next thing you know, it's like that would have worked out really well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. Usher. I don't watch it for the halftime show anyway. I don't even watch it for the commercials anymore. They're not any good anymore. It used to be when I was a kid, that and would buddy, be one of the biggest things. And then they're they suck now. And if they're any good, they come out like a week before it. the Super Bowl. I, I just don't get that. But anyway, so the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or the well, big they game preview them. They're on the internet. They're leaked out. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's okay. So anyway, the Super Bowl, big game, whatever we're supposed to call it. I think as long as I don't title the episode Super Bowl, I'm good. Because we've said it about 50 times. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So they can get a percentage I of our cut. I thought the Super Bowl was... Yeah, I thought the Super Bowl was where you smoked dope, but um, I mean, we apparently have our addresses mixed up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. We've been talking about that a little bit. Um, the numbers point to the Niners, but um, this is not the Chiefs team that played all season, so it's going to be hard to pick against the Chiefs. And, and you know, you mentioned Taylor Swift. And I mentioned in the notes here, there's been a lot of talk 
because she's got a concert in Japan the day before. And I think the Correct. somebody in Japan, like somebody in the government in Japan, said she will make it back in time for the game. I mean, they made a statement about that. Like, they didn't want her to miss the game because of them. And that is um, it's pretty insane. Well, that's pretty Im- pretty impressive, pretty insane. Shows you her star power. Yeah. She is a role model for women. I don't care what anybody says. She carries herself well. And she's talented. Uh, she does the right things charity-wise. She's very talented. She is beautiful in her own way. She's not my cup of tea, but um, she doesn't have to be, right. obviously. Um, but uh, from that to the football game, I think um, I think I'm giving this one to San Fran, believe it or not. And I think the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders, but they were the victims, San Francisco, of a Chiefs win. Andy Reid, arguably one of the greatest coaches ever, coaching the Chiefs. But I think Shanahan has that defense locked in, ready to go. Uh, They've got tremendous pass rushing from Bosa and Chase Young. They can run the ball with Christian McCaffrey as well as catch it. Mm-hmm. You got someone like George Kittle listed as a tight end who plays slot receiver. Very dangerous down the field. Better watch the seams and protect those. Um, Brock Purdy is the question mark, yeah. I think, for San Francisco. Because obviously on the other side is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, right. so <laughs> let's not get this twisted. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the opposing quarterback. I mean, we talked about Purdy. He's either off or he's on. He'll be off for part of the game. He'll be really but on when, for part of the game. And very good when he's on. Yeah, and when and when he's on, buddy, he's hard to beat. And, I'm, yeah. and then that defense of his gives them opportunities, you know, sets him up really, really yeah. well. Um, but I think it's, I think San Francisco is going to come into this one with a little bit of an edge. I don't mean that they should be the favored. I mean that they want that championship. It's been 1995 since San Francisco won a Super Bowl. They lost the Harbaugh Bowl to the Ravens in what, 09 or 10 when Ray Lewis retired. They lost the, uh, Super Bowl a few years back with, with of course the Chiefs again, um, and the thing is, the Chiefs are going to continue to play for and win Super Bowls for as long as they want to. As long as Patrick Mahomes is pulling the trigger, he's got somebody like Kelsey to throw the ball to, and Andy Reid is out there coaching. Um, even with a defense that is what I would call subpar, mediocre, average, whatever word you want to use, they played up during the playoffs, and they got the yeah. job done. But... I say I say all that sounding like I'm going to pick Kansas City, but I think San Francisco comes in with a different level of preparation this time around, mm-hmm. and I think you see some defensive schemes that might get Mahomes off of his spot, and I don't think you see anybody hanging 60 points this time around, Terry. I don't. I think you're going to see an average scoring football game. You're not going to see either team shoot the lights out come Sunday. I mean, the tight ends, just the tight ends in this game. I mean, both of them are. Fabulous. I mean, these are Kittle and Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, Kittle to me is more of a slot receiver just yeah. because of the way they use him. But you talk about a guy that's evasive, that's that's deceivingly physical. You would expect Travis Kelsey to be physical because that's a big guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he is a large man. 
Kettle is not as big as Kelsey, I don't think. At least he doesn't look like it right. from an optic standpoint. But da- but damn it, if he don't want to play football and he comes to play. And the other thing is he's apparently such a good person and a hell of a character too. So, I mean, we love him, you know, obviously for his play, but he's also a wrestling fan. But, like, he is genuinely a good person and a nice person, and he's a fun-loving goofball until kickoff. And then, you know, or before kickoff. You know what I mean, game Like time. a Tim Tebow kind of he, attitude. He he locks it in. Yeah, he locks it in, and it's all business from there on out. And yep. that's why he has the patch he has on his shirt that says he's the captain of the football team. Um, and on the other side, we both know Kansas City's just so talented. They they really are. This is a this is a dynasty in the making. They haven't done the three peat or anything like the Patriots or or whatever. But this is the what did they say? The sixth or eighth consecutive AFC Championship. I want to say it was sixth, and they didn't win them all. But they certainly, I think they're four out of five or something going to the Super Bowl. It's it's crazy uh, what they've done in Kansas City. So good for Andy Reid. Good for Patrick Mahomes. Um, I really wanted the Lions to be the ones in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I think most um, people did. So I'm going with I'm I'm going with the Niners because they're the underdog, which sounds really weird to say too. But again, their biggest question mark is who's their quarterback. Yeah, and the thing at is, you I look at the so. numbers. I don't know if you have a, I don't know if you have a different opinion. Uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Chiefs, and I'm thinking. Let me pick a score here. Thirty-four, thirty-one. And I'm like you. I think it's like twenty-eight, twenty-four, twenty-seven, twenty-four. I'll go twenty-eight, twenty-four. But I think San Francisco gets it done. All right. So, little, little flashback, guys. We picked a score, and Terry said, "Well, all right." <laughs> <laughs> Our 27 listeners that appreciate Terry's transitional phrase. Well, all right. It's like we started with football and and kind of ventured out or something. So this Super Bowl is in Sin City, Las Vegas. And and we we got a little bit of a Vegas trip ahead of us in the future. we'll, We'll do that later. We're not too worried about that. But, you know, I've never been to Vegas. You ever been to Vegas? I'm planning. Buddy, you've never been to Vegas? Never been to Vegas. Have you been to Vegas before? You have been? Okay. We're having an audio. Yeah. I've been to Vegas multiple times. Yes, sir. And I'm not a gambler. Well, well, we're about to find out. Yeah, but I've been to Vegas. I went to to StarCast in Vegas. Okay, see, that's before I latched on to this whole so, group. So sorry, anyway. our audio. Yeah, our is all jacked up tonight, but whatever. I went to Starcast in Vegas, 2019, and then I went to Double or Nothing, the first AEW pay per view. Okay, and I got to see Cody and Dustin wrestle, and and fourteen thousand people chant Dusty at the MGM Grand. It was pretty cool when they before they locked up, when uh, the crowd started chanting Dusty. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
Well, we're about anyway, to find out what... Multiple- Terry was getting ready to tell us about our top 10 things to do in Las Vegas, because he's never been. Oh, and uh, still in my thunder here. You won't let me introduce it. Anyway, like, like that bastard said, what we're going to talk about today is top 10 things to see and do in Las Vegas. Got a little, got a little visual here. If we ever get the YouTube going, boy, the, like you keep saying, the audio is not perfect tonight, and it would be a lot easier to edit if you wouldn't keep mentioning it. But anyway, that's just me. What? <laughs> hey, leave it in. Our people love transparency. All twenty-nine of them, which we appreciate oh, our listeners. Twenty-nine. I haven't I said that, that yet this week, from. but we do appreciate. Hey, we got we had a download. I make from it Germany. up like everything else. Okay, we had a download from Berlin. What? Uh, it may have been a VPN, but I'm going to ignore that. But we had a download from Berlin. Which one of our government government assets is traveling? Um, <laughs> anyway, they're paying so, attention yeah, to us. Top ten right? things to do. See anyway, and do in let's Las run Vegas. through this and see and what we can do in Hot Daddy's Vegas. is not on the and, list, um, and I'm disappointed in Terry. It. But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so about that. Before we move on, strip clubs in Vegas apparently are legendary. Here's the thing about a strip club: they make the top ten. It costs too much to get in. You get glitter everywhere. Um, you've got a high-speed internet connection unless you're me, and then we have this audio delay here. Um, but you got a high-speed internet connection at the house, and um, adult entertainment is typically free if you visit one of those adult websites, and you don't have to shower smelling like cheap body spray. So, because our listeners care, Terry, the one and only time that I have visited a strip club, two things happened. And I, they probably are the reason I'll never go to a strip club again. Three things happen. Number one, um, I was the designated driver at a strip club named Mavericks in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay, Northwest Iowa. Oh, an Iowa um, strip club. That's the meth capital fantastic. of the Midwest. Yeah. Iowa strip club. Yeah, this was not a classy joint. <clears throat> Number two... Obviously, uh, the, the, it was ladies dancing, and that's fine, whatever. Um, number three, uh, the B team was on duty. Was it Monday afternoon? Um, buddy, it was Saturday night, and I don't know why the busted-ass B team was on duty. And I don't know who's paying to see him naked, but it won't me. I did pay $7 for a Jack and Coke, and I said, the drinks are too expensive. Now, mind you, this is in 2006, and it was $7 for a Jack and Coke. Actually, it wasn't even a Jack and Coke. I lied. I don't drink Jack and Coke, or I didn't. It was rum and Coke. Anyway, terrible decision. So that's why I don't do strip clubs. And again, you can you can get what you need out of that at home. You don't have to wash off the nasty-ass body spray or the glitter and worry about whether Bubbles or Sunday are going to come and call you call on you later, okay? Um, plus, you don't need to get singles for that. Again, it's all free. Well, let me put it this So, way. Terry, this that, was, that was my trip to this. The one club. and only and I don't trip, trip to an either. adult entertainment facility. And, and this is my reason for that. Not I... I liken it to me going to the grocery store and taking a look at a bunch of steaks 
and um, paying for the steaks and then walking out the door without being able to eat the steak. Why would I do that? Correct. I don't care to. I'm not going to do it. There's plenty of other things to do in Vegas, and we're going about we're about to find out what those are. So why don't we quit delaying, quit teasing? Uh, oh wow, that was interesting. Yeah, quit teasing and move along. Talking about what? strippers and teasing, that boy, <laughs> that boy. Number ten thing to see and do in Las Vegas variety shows and i put a few pictures in there this time we got the blue man group we got america's got talent there's several other things but variety shows galore in las vegas something fun to do <laughs> yeah buddy they, i mean you know vegas is vegas is sin city it's adult entertainment it's the strip clubs we were just joking about it's a city that outside the city rather the county henderson county of nevada prostitution is legal which is why i'm going in early in july for our trip and terry and the rest of the gang are showing up later and you can all figure that part out on your own i'm not going to elaborate any further moving <laughs> Moving on to number nine, we have the Grand Canal at the Venetian. There are shops, there are gondola rides, and we're moving on from any thought process he had. But, you know, this is, um, everything's big in Vegas. This is not just a little bit of a dream My here. This is, you know, in Huntsville, we have, we have a shopping center called Bridge Street that's kind of built like, it's got a stream going through. You can do rides in the water. I Like I said, I've never been to Vegas. I've never seen this in person, but I bet it makes that look like a joke. That's what I'm prepared for. Shops galore. If you like to do shopping and spend shitloads of money, this is the place to go. Which we do. We do. We like to spend shitloads of money. Listen, Terry, my parents had their anniversary picture taken here. I think it was number... 30 maybe 30 might have been an odd number 31 32 33 something Good for them. they ended up doing a semi-tradition where they would go to las vegas at least once a year sometimes twice a fantastic year. um i'm not doing reason, that myself they're also the, they're also the reason i hate gambling you know they piss money away and money we didn't have to piss away so don't get ahead of the, know, don't get ahead um, of the list buddy don't get ahead <laughs> well I mean, yeah, degenerate shit and all. Yeah, number you know, eight. We know who voted number one. Rides and anonymous my coasters. ass. Um, all sorts of rides. Yeah, crazy buddy. big rides, and there's a water slide that goes through and like uh, an aquarium with sharks and stuff. There's the strat tower with rides at the top. There's roller coasters all over the place. Vegas doesn't do it small. Well, and here's the thing, for those people who don't know, and you might be one of them, Terry, that stratosphere ride that goes all the way to the top of Vegas, you get the view, and then you do the drop-down plunge, all that stuff, that fun stuff, this shit is like $10, $15, $20, $25 a ride, so you know it's good. It's not like you can buy a pass park and bounce around from ride to ride to ride right. to ride or anything. You get one shot. We went to New York, New York one time, and because you're talking about rides, we went to New York, New York. We did the little taxi around the hotel. That is badass, homie, because you outside, you go outside and you catch it, and they got it all 
all worked out and everything. And it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun. Um, it just is one of those deals where, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, Oh, at the time, now this was 2000, 2000 or 2001, honestly, because this was a family thing and we went to Vegas, which I'll tell you more about that if we end up landing on um, on the uh, old Vegas uh, as one of the destinations. And if we don't, I'm still going to tell you about it because it was hilarious. Uh, but anyway, um, it was $15 a person back then. To ride the New York, New York tack, uh, roller coaster. Think about that. This two thousand, buddy. Um, in Biden monies, that's got to be fifty dollars. So fifty, you're going. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying I might need to save up a couple of dollars. You better hit that overtime working <laughs> for the man, not a man, the man. Moving on to number seven. We have immersive experiences. And I hear you saying it. What the hell does that mean? Okay, so I partially know what that means, but I'm not going to know what this really is until I see it. There's a place called Area 15. There's uh, this other picture that I have here is this Omega Mart thing. I've been trying to research these. Um, these are like altered reality. You're inside and you see things happening around you. Omega Mart apparently is going to do a three uh, 360 degree viewing of the Super Bowl. And they're wow. going to offer that up. And, and and that's pretty interesting to me. It's like cuz I know that like yeah. an Oculus you're able to see you're able to get like courtside for basketball games and stuff. This is going to be that times a thousand. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, you and I were talking about it, and uh, not to do any spoilers or anything, we were talking about this, uh, these immersive experiences, and I think I told you, or it might have been somebody else who was talking about Vegas with recently, I said, they got so much shit to do since I've been there, and I was there in 2019, yeah. but never really left the venues for StarCast, like, I, I was at Caesars, yeah. and I was at MGM, and, and I went to a couple of other places, but I never even looked at doing any of this because I was so focused on doing nothing but wrestling. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, buddy, I cannot wait for our whether we whether our group does this immersive stuff or not, or the rides or not, or the Grand Canal. The Grand Canal looks like a lot of fun. Plus, if we go in July, well, we're well, we're going in July. Um, everybody, meet us in Vegas in July. It's only a city <laughs> of ninety million or how many ever go in there every year. Y'all come find us. And we'll hang out. All 29 of our listeners, since Terry likes my numbers. Anyway, dude, we have we have so much to do. And let's let's put this out front. Wrestling isn't even on the list. You know? Like that's that's one of the things our, our group likes to do. And that ain't even on the damn list. So I'm really looking forward if we can get one of these immersive experiences, because I know you listed these two. Yeah. But they probably have 25 more because right, it's yeah. Las Vegas for Pete's sake. You exactly. know, it's Vegas. That was what I was getting at. They got so much stuff to do, you never get away from it. Never. But anyway. Moving on to number six, we have Spa Day. And um, I may actually do this. It's been a while since I did I've not vote for Spa Day. So do not give me picture. that judgmental face, sir. 
you you're saying you didn't vote for what, this? me at the spa? Yeah. I did not pick spa day, homie. Yeah, don't judge me. Hey, we're that not. That might the have only been the one. female contingent of the of the voters this week. I, I don't remember where I put it either. But um I'm not I didn't saying vote that I for won't, it. I won't partake. It made it down the list. Look, I, I enjoy a good massage. Now that's true. I may put a couple of cucumbers on my eyeballs and relax and warm warm cloths just come. Here's on. my problem though. I ain't pay, I ain't paying Las Vegas prices that are higher than fucking Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson now that's for a true. spa day. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's not like it's not like what's her name down here at the at the chiropractor in Madison, Alabama that I see once in a while. It's gonna be a couple of dollars. Exactly. More. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you all do in Vegas? Oh, you know, I hopped a cross country fucking flight, let TSA grope my ass, spent six hundred dollars on the plane ticket, got a beautiful hotel room, and I managed to go to a fucking spa where I spent four hundred and eleven dollars and thirty six cents. For a massage without a happy ending and no fucking cucumber water. Okay? I don't think so. Y'all have that. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm sure there's spas with happy endings. How the ending. hell did it make the top 10? Well, somebody voted it's it Las pretty Vegas, Terry. Of course there are. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you can combine these things. Not that that's what we're focused on. Legal here. prostitution. Anyway, number five nah. is, here it is, gambling. We didn't vote this high because I also don't want to drop a bunch of a big wad of cash on gambling. Um, I think others in our group may like that. Quite. Uh, I told her she can't vote one through five. <laughs> um, she who will not be named, that degenerate shit she loves so much. But, um, yeah, I told her she could not vote one through five. She said, no problem. I made it number one. Well, of course you did. Uh, but this is someone who for 20 plus years has gone to Las Vegas multiple times a year. So she loves it. She does. She loves it. So she gets a rush out of it. She's one of those folks that loves the high risk, high reward. And, um, she's one of our best friends. So her opinion matters. And I'm sure Despite my objections, I will get stuck at a slot machine or a card table before it's all said and I'm done. I'm going to. I'm not going um, out there and not not dedicating a little bit of money to this. But here's the way you I got to see it. I'm spending a certain amount of money, assuming I lose it all for some entertainment <laughs> purposes. You know, I'm not betting my my um, inheritance on this, right? So this is for entertainment. Absolutely so not. No. If I ain't got it for a, exactly number four. Well, and, and that's called being disciplined, sir. But go ahead with number four. Wait a minute. Disciplined in Vegas. As I pull up Fremont Street experience, and I did a little research here. Here we go. So Fremont. Street. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Terry. This is what I'm excited about. This is you said if it didn't show up, you wanted it to yeah. show up. So this was before the strip. This existed. Yeah. This is where Vegas started. This is a, from what I read, and like I said, I haven't experienced it before. But this is six blocks or something of just pedestrian area and a lot of shit there. Why don't you tell me about it? You seem excited. Well, you got to drive 92 miles to get there. And again, Terry loves my numbers because they're so false. But you really do. You got to drive or catch an Uber over there now because Vegas is huge. It's sprawling. 
you say, oh, it's only a mile away, but then you got to cross three freeways, get over the intersections, all this. I mean, it's terrible trying to. So I Ubered in Las Vegas for $150 for an entire week. Pretty good. Yeah, it's not pretty, bad. Pretty, pretty, That's pretty not bad good. at all. But I don't think I don't think Uber was as big as it is now in 2019. I will put that out there. Number two, Fremont Street. So back to the family vacation, the gambling degenerate parents that I had loved it. Um, so Las Vegas has a curfew for minors that's 10 o'clock, or at least it used to be. And my parents are out on Fremont Street, and I think they were at the Bayou, La Bayou. We might have to do a little cross-reference research here in a second. But I'm pretty sure it was La Bayou, and we ended up getting dropped off at an arcade. Well, like, my mom and dad love Las Vegas, and kids can't be in the casino. Right. So, and this might be why I hate gambling too, is because they always took us places where my mom wanted to gamble and she's dead. So I'm not, I'm not speaking ill of the dead. She was my mother, so I can say it. She always wanted to go someplace where she wanted to gamble. The problem with that was, is it's not really a family vacation when the kids are in the hotel, or in this case, we were at an arcade. Well, the arcade, if you were under 18, you had to be out of there at 10 o'clock. My younger sister and I didn't see the sign. I'm 15. She's 13. I got my own job. I got my own money. Uh, you know, I cut grass and I work for McDonald's on all this bullshit, yeah. whatever. And we get approached by a fucking security guard like we have just done something wrong. And it's one of them dudes in a suit, older guy, whatever. And it's like we done something wrong. And I'm like, he's like, where are your parents? And I said. They're over there at that casino. That's where they they told us to come over here and but well you guys are you guys are uh uh violating curfew blah 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 and I'm like what are you talking about? I said my mom and dad are gambling right over there, you know. And you know, 15-year-old me was mouthier than 38-year-old me, believe it or not, Terry. Um I know you I find that hard to believe. But I was an angry fucking child. Showing. Yeah. Dude I was an angry child, too. So, like, this guy bothering me while I'm playing video games. And I'm paying to play the video games, mind you. And I'm like, and the dude's like, the dude's like, you guys are a bunch of, or you guys, uh, he calls on his radio. He's like, uh, I need to escort two juvenile delinquents across the street to, to find their parents. <laughs> I swear to God, I looked a man in the face and I said, who the fuck are you calling a delinquent? And, um... And he looked at me. I said, sir, we're visiting from out of town. I said, we're honor roll students. I said, my parents are across the street. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I told him. I told him. Here's my report card. Look at it. Look at it. A plus. Look at it, motherfucker. Um, I said, so who are you to call anybody a delinquent? And he's like, well, we have rules and you're breaking them. I said, where are your rules posted? Up front. And I said, well, we were escorted through the side door. Oh, well, that blah, blah. I said, I don't give a shit. And I told this guy that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and he's like, I said, we'll go find my parents. He's like, we have to escort you. I said, go ahead and escort us. I thought, like, I didn't have a cell phone. Here's another fun fact about me, Terry. People are going to learn all sorts of crazy shit about me. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 19 years old. That's legit. Like, did not have a cell That's phone. That's about what it was. We still had landlines. Yeah. And back when I moved to Auburn, I got a cell phone. Yeah. And you're 
so you know I'm a few years older than or younger than you, so well, you know that it was like two thousand. Yeah, buddy, buddy, it was two thousand five, and I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> all right, uh, but anyway, um, I was playing so, Snake on you know, my they, they find... in ninety nine. So yeah, I get you exactly. And look about the Nokia; you couldn't break that bastard if you tried. But anyway, throw the thing on the ground; it won't break. They find my parents. And my mom is gambling or whatever. My dad comes up. And my dad has a fucking... Now picture this, okay? This is a 275-pound man mm-hmm. with a 20-inch neck. And he's all red because he's been drinking. And it's hot because this is July in Las Vegas. About like what we're going to do here this summer. The son bitch is wearing Jesus walkers, as he calls them sandals jerusalem cruisers and he's got bermuda shorts on a hawaiian shirt four buttons down you know chest hair fucking hanging out his hair grown out and he's got this big ass drink i wish i we used to we still have the cups probably at the house you know or he does from 20 fucking years ago but he had this big ass margarita drink from, and it was La Bayou is what it said. And so he's sipping on this drink. He's like sipping on it. And in his other hand is his signature Marlboro Red. And uh, the the cop comes up to him. And my dad is like, like, I don't, I didn't realize he was that lit. <laughs> but he's, because he's drinking this big ass umbrella drink or margarita. And the, 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 a uh, security officer comes up to him and says, "Sir, we had to we had to escort these juveniles. I understand they're your children." And my dad's like, "Yeah, they're my children. What have they done?" And he does this, and about a third of the cigarette just <laughs> off the damn And my dad had this ability to smoke an entire cigarette without ever ashing. Like he would, he'd puff on the cigarette. And it would continue to burn, and the ashes would never drop. <laughs> the fucking craziest thing I ever saw. So he'd be like, and all of a sudden the ash is just hanging there. And he'd hit it again, and I'm like, damn, Dad. And and he's like, well, these kids are over there, and they're not supposed to be, and blah, blah, blah. And my dad looks at the guy, and he says, were they misbehaving? No. Uh, did they do anything out of line? Well, that one got a little mousy pointed at me and my dad's like yeah he'll do that what did you say to him <laughs> and and i looked at him and i said dad he called us delinquents <laughs> and my dad looked at that guy and he said sir my children are not delinquents now you may go and i was like oh shit dad's <laughs> gonna get in a fight with a security guard he didn't it was disappointing but he's like this is my dad he's like your mom's inside I'm going to go get her to finish gambling. Y'all sit right here and wait for us. We're, so we're sitting outside the fucking casino. My mom hit a jackpot or oh, some wow. shit on the slot machine. It's another 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> we're sitting on hot concrete at 1130 or 12 o'clock at night. A buddy, I mean, it was wild. It was the craziest shit. So when I saw you put free munch street on the things to do in las vegas i said immediately yep 
I'm telling Terry, we need to go see if La Bayou. Yeah, we got to go Vegas back to the place and, and see if we can I'm find that security back guard. <laughs> oh, he's dead, probably. He looked like a real asshole. It'll be another experience but, like Atlanta. Uh, the Circle K. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been, Oh, that Circle K. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those bastards, they closed it. Uh, something's there. We'll Go ahead. Out. 15 Fremont. It was the address was 15 Fremont Street. They closed it June 27th, 2016. I got the Wikipedia's out for anybody that cares. Anyway, Terry, that was way too long of a segment, but I'm trying to be entertaining on this show That's and okay. not just informative. That's because I'm really in, we're gonna have I'm really informative in about football. But we got three more things. Yes, to talk we are. about that are big things to do in Vegas. And number three is magic shows. Of course, you got Ben oh, yeah. Teller, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, everybody else. Yeah, I don't know unless, who all they are, but magic shows unless, are great. Well, and you know, you had Barnum and Bailey, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, I think, right? Barnum and Bailey, was that Circus. right? No. Yeah, Circus Circus, right? Well, I've said Barnum and Bailey's a circus. No, no, but the uh, who were the who were the guys with the tigers? They did the magic. Siegfried and Roy. That's it. Sorry, I don't know why I said Barnum and Bailey. Yeah, but Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy. Hey, look, I'm unprepared. My iPad keeps glitching on me over here. Uh, but Siegfried and Roy, they did that. They're like the Godfathers of magic. So it's always been a really cool thing to see in Vegas. Yeah, I love magic shows. We went to one in Atlanta for my birthday. I should have which included was, that, that guy. Was really, really here. that was fantastic. Dude, that guy was great, but I promise he's not anything like you see in Vegas. Right. There's just, I mean, it's a different. Oh, that guy was it's on a the different tiny production level. It's people a different in the crowd. But I mean, we got a picture. Yeah, we got to show that picture at some point of us up on the stage working with that guy because that was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was great too. Like like I said, not disparaging him at all. It's just because of where it's at, and you're in Las Vegas, and it's who it is. Like you said, Chris Angel had his own television show. Penn and Teller had their own television show. Um, these guys are huge names, and obviously reservations. You're gonna have to buy tickets, all that nonsense. But yeah, if we can hit the magic show, because we know we've got an action packed weekend. And yep. for anybody that likes magic, just the 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 whole how did he do it, figure it out, that sort of thing. Even if it's not Vegas, I recommend you find a really good illusionist or magician because yeah. they are fun to go to, and it it really and it's good clean adult or and children fun. I mean, you know, we could have taken honestly, Cyrus could have come with us, you know, um, yeah, to the show we went to in Atlanta, he probably would enjoy that a lot, and it wouldn't have been a big deal at all. Right. Because there were a lot of kids in the crowd, and they, it was a really good time. Plus, that the one difference is there that I don't think we'll see in Vegas, Terry, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. The intimacy level, that guy interacted with all of us. Like, we got to go on stage, you and I did. That was cool. Every single you know, person that in the crowd that, that night, he had either called and talked to us, which he didn't do with us, or uh, he interacted mm. with us, brought us on the stage for different things. 
Uh, there were some young girls there that they were a big part of the show, and that was fantastic. He really, yep. he really dug into their personalities a lot. And some of that stuff, you know, you would look at it and go, oh, I kind of get what he's doing. But a couple of those things that he wrote down and then started asking questions, no idea what he was doing. No clue. They're pretty good. Right. And that, and like I said, they're, when we if we go to these magic shows and there's 150 or 200 people or even more than that, whatever it would be, probably more than that, because yeah. um, they're destinations – there ain't no way everybody's getting pulled into the no. pulled into the show, you know, not like that that particular intimate setting. So I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Very but, um, number two's next, Terry. Number what do we got? What do we got on the list? Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And if you have not seen Cirque yeah, du Soleil, buddy. there are multiple locations and multiple versions of shows in Vegas for Cirque du Soleil. It is not just one show. It is all over the place. Yeah. And and you talked about variety shows at yeah. the top of our top ten, the bottom of our top ten, I guess. That's a variety show inside of a variety show. And the things that they do are incredible. I follow this guy on uh, Instagram, and I don't know that he's in Vegas, and, and he's not necessarily in Cirque du Soleil, but it's similar. He's a gymnast, and uh, at least that's how he was trained. Now he's a performer, and he and another man um, do all of these different um, – his name is Nathan Jutsi, I believe. T-U-J-S-I or S-J-I. I'll, I'll get it for our listeners. We can tweet it out or whatever. Exit out. But anyway, um, this dude – they do live performances just like this where they do all of the different foldings and flips and, and moves and all that stuff. You talk about strength discipline concentration all of that sort of stuff plus as you know terry with these surf disolay shows if one element of the thing is off the whole thing absolutely fails and there's so, so many it is 100 percent. it's crazy that they get yeah. this number of people for yeah. multiple shows to be this athletic and capable i mean we love wrestling and it's got a hint of this kind of thing, but these people make wrestling look like child's play. I mean, they do the craziest stuff. And yep. there are so many people involved in these shows. It It is, it's amazing. And hopefully we get well, to do the all these things. Like but I know said. we won't get to, there's just so many things. It's like, it's like adult Disney world or something other than Disney world. But, you know. yeah. And there's no, like I said, and there's no, um, it's not the money factor, obviously, time. we could do all those things. Uh, it's the time factor. Yeah. That's the big, because the other thing is that Cirque du Soleil show, doesn't it typically run 120 minutes? So you got to get in, get your right, seat, yeah. get in line, blah, blah, so blah. You're, you're sitting there two hours, hours and then, you know. I mean, the show will be two hours. You're going to yeah. have an hour leading in and an hour afterward. Like you said, traveling, even yep. though it's not a big distance, it's going to take you a while to do anything else. So it's a big commitment. And like and like you say, if money is no object, that's the one thing everybody does need to remember about these sort of things is Vegas is such a huge, sprawling city that the time element does matter. It 100% matters. There's no, you, you, I mean, we're going to do a three-day weekend and we're probably all going to need a vacation after our vacation. 
<laughs> oh, there it is, buddy. So number I, one, I love that I laughed shouldn't and you come laughed as a surprise. Delayed. <laughs> Keep on talking. About Better it. be what I voted for. Better be what I well, voted for. Well, it probably for. is. It's my internet. Let's we're, we're going to make a joke of it. <laughs> so yeah. listen, here's the thing. If you thought that this was not going to show up here, then you're foolish. Because I don't care if it's Vegas. And listen, I don't care if it's Chicago. No. I don't care if it's L.A. I don't care if it's New York. I don't care if it's Miami. The top reason to go on vacation is the restaurants, the food. There it We're is. Really there it, it is, buddy. Oh, buddy. I tried to find yeah. the best so picture Yeah, so this is here. the deal. Oh, that looks appetizing. <laughs> this is the deal that... Uh, that, so we've got a list of restaurants our group does, of places we're going to go, mm. and they're on their their wish lists, and we're going to knock three of them off the list without even trying this year. One of them is Peter Luger Steakhouse in Las Vegas, and I cannot wait. Y'all know, for people like you, you know, we talked about jokingly about our friend that loves to gamble, her and her degenerate shit, as I call it, my bestie. Um. Shout out to my life partner. But in all seriousness, this is something that we all enjoy. All of us. And e anybody we've ever taken with us has enjoyed this. Because, um, as people may know, this is what I enjoy about traveling. Um, I've really been disciplined about my diet and my eating starting this year. I've lost some weight. Continue to do so. Not in vague. Buddy, when we get into Vegas, the gloves are off. And, Put that uh, away. Gary will tell you, I, I am a whore for New York cheesecake. <laughs> if there is, oh. if there is oysters on the appetizer menu, we're gonna have some oysters. If there is steak, fillets, uh, any of that sort of stuff, buddy, you are talking to the right people. We are down with the food. Um. Terry made the joke that we all traveled to Huntsville together last summer that he gained 12 pounds. And then he showed us the scale that it really wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. I weigh myself every single day. You know, people say don't weigh yourself every day, but uh, I think if you've got it, got it good mentally, that's just more data. And I can get into the philosophy of that later, but boy, I can tell when I've had a good weekend because that, that boy will bump up. <laughs> So then I'm like, I got to get that. Paper. Yeah, some of us, <laughs> some of us tighten our belts or decide to do a 24-hour fast. Terry just steps on the scale and says, oh, shit, we did have a good time. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if we can eat good in Huntsville, we can definitely eat good in Vegas. We ate good in Chicago. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah buddy. We, oh. and, and the thing is that my friends love about me is they know I'm a fucking whore for food. So if I recommend the place, you should go. You should go. Because I am a snob. Uh, a little bit anyway. But Gibson's hit. Connor's hit. Um, the Sundial hit in Atlanta. Um, in Atlanta. The little place we went to dinner. That Mexican place we went to? Nah. We're good without that. Oh, dude, that was trash. That wasn't even that wasn't even a like like Mezcalito down the road from me here in Goldsboro. If you're ever in Goldsboro at the Air Force Base, Mezcalito's right down the street. That shit was better than what we ate in Atlanta, and you could get it for half the cost and get more food. Um, but the the dinner was good though. 
where we went to uh, Ruth Chris the night before. Oh, it was. That was it good. was very good. So I'll still take Connors. Yeah, it was very good. Connors was great. Connors, Connors is up there. I think Gibson's was better than Connors, but Gibson's was um, twice, but not Gibson's by probably. much. But Gibson's was was thirty thirty percent, thirty thirty five percent more expensive. Yeah. Okay. So, well, did I do the math there right? It was yeah three four. Yeah, it was it was a full it was a full thirty five percent, not tip, just okay. food to food, drink to drink, thirty five percent more. But you're in Chicago. You're in downtown Chicago at the Rosemont versus Huntsville, Alabama. No offense to Huntsville. Um, that's like when we go to Las Vegas, you go to Peter Luger's. I mean, I'm I'm fully expecting to have a um a five hundred to six hundred dollar bill. Everybody says that's crazy, that's outlandish, that's outrageous. Oh, that's yeah, might might be. But if you're going to Peter Luger's steakhouse for a nice dinner with your friends, drinks, dessert, appetizers, entree. I promise you, you'll drop five hundred. Well, so when there's four of you, so I went so, to Hawaii for work. It is what it is, and I'm not, what? and no, nobody think I'm bitching about that because Terry it will tell you, is. I have a savings account and it's designated <laughs> food. That's what it says is food. That's the name of my savings account. It's the food budget for when we go traveling. So, um, well, I went, I went on a, tri- a work you know, trip it, to Hawaii it, fifteen years ago, I guess. And it was, but you've never been to Vegas. Stop it. Well, Stop it. <laughs> but I, uh, well, it was a work trip. I didn't have to pay for it, but, um, you know, I went, I guess that was my first five star dining experience or whatever. Um, that was the first time I spent triple digits just on me, you know? Um, but man, I came back like I'm never going to red lobster ever again in my life. It, it just doesn't. Well, up. I don't think we've ever, I've, I think I've eaten at a couple five star restaurants because I've eaten in Vegas. I think you probably have. I think our other our other group members have. Uh, at least one of them. I can't speak for the other. Um, but we, I don't think we've ever eaten together at a five star restaurant. Yeah, I don't even. Know and I know we're know. talking a lot about food. Well, why would we not? But buddy, if if we're eating at if I would say if we're eating at three and four star restaurants right now, we're good because I promise you, we're not. I, I think we're batting about nine hundred. We ain't batting a thousand. That Mexican restaurant was hot garbage, but it was bad. Um, oh, well, I mean, we, we certainly also are batting about about nine hundred. You know, when we were in Huntsville, the breakfast we got the biscuits and all that stuff. That was good. Oh, buddy! Now little places like that. Okay, so folks, here's the thing. Now, now. Terry's open Pandora's box. We're going to talk about food. Might as well. I'm making my boy Bromwell happy. Uh, Polly B loves when we talk about food, um, which if you listen to the Orange Show, that's why he gets excited about food questions because he travels for work. And if people have food suggestions in different towns he may visit, that's why he gets excited about it. But anyway, let me back up about us. What was the name of the place, Terry? Um... Because oh, Cyrus goodness. was there, and uh, well, my son was working, and there. Houston worked yeah. there. Yeah, um, and Carl the Baker worked there. And I, I don't even the name of it. I don't even remember the name of it myself. But um, goodness, I would have to look it up. Put me on the spot there. What is the name of that place? It, it doesn't matter. The, this place, this place had a line out the door, rightfully so. Uh, little, little downtown. Was it downtown Huntsville? It was in Madison. 
What did you call that downtown? Well, it's Madison. Yeah, okay. Madison is a little bit to the west of Huntsville, um, and it's closer to where I live. I'm going to look up Madison, Alabama. Yeah, because we, we drove Street a biscuit company. That's what Maple Street. That's it. We drove a little bit. So it's Maple Street Biscuit Company. It's this little place. It's a, it is a slice of heaven. Okay. So you walk in. You get the little bar there. You take the order. Carl the baker took our order. He was fantastic. Um, he's a great baker, by the way, and a listener of TNA Top Ten. We appreciate Carl. But um, they had a plate-sized biscuit for everybody, and you could order. What could we get, Terry? Chicken. Oh, the, I'm gonna look up the menu. Obnoxious, you want to like, talk? You want to talk waffles, about this? We're gonna yeah, talk about this. Maple. Let's talk about three. it. So, and the other thing is the portions, like this is this place I would give a five-star Google review. Service was fantastic. Food was, was hot good. and delicious and fresh. The, the portions were enormous and the price matched the portions. Okay. They we weren't go. giving me a four-ounce piece of salmon, blackened salmon, and saying, hey, that's a $50 piece of salmon. Get the fuck out of here. I can go to Harris Teeter, too, and blackened salmon. All right. But Terry, one go ahead chicken. with the menu because you got it syrup and bacon on it that's a sticky maple the cowboy has fried yep. um, chicken uh, country fried steak bacon cheddar egg sausage shiitake gravy with a kick i mean giant biscuits with great stuff on there fried chicken bacon these are plate size guys yeah man i'm so hungry yeah. now we ain't lying. Like, these are i ate like carrots and stuff today and and yogurt that and we're sitting here talking about biscuits and stuff yeah, it was, uh, I'm telling y'all, this place, uh, Maple Street, you said it was, yeah. Terry? And I, the first the first place Maple I ever went to one of these was in Louisville. Was it Louisville? Somewhere in Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Went up for my son's birthday. We yep. went to um, like Kentucky Kingdom, which used to be Six Flags up there. Um, and we went to the Maple Street up there. So when it started coming down here, we were really yeah. excited. And there's another place kind of like that that just opened up here too called Biscuit Belly or something. So there's multiple of these. They're popping up everywhere. But, man, I can't get enough of this stuff. Yeah. Maple Street was fantastic. Was. And then, you know, because we are Southerners, you know, I've lived here long enough in the South. I consider myself Southern. Yeah. Certainly not a damn Yankee. But our damn Yankee friend. She's from fucking New York, and she drives like it, too. Listen, <laughs> whenever we go to, to the South to visit my friends, we got to go to the Waffle House and get it smothered and covered, peppered and chunked. So that's that's what we did. We actually went to the Waffle House, too. And people say, I thought you guys were just talking about five-star dining experiences. Baby, How if you Waffle ain't House ever been to the Waffle star. House. Come on. Especially if you go after hours because you get dinner and a show. Man. Let's be honest. I'll take an There's all-star over people in damn Waffle House. <laughs> I love Terry so much for that. But no, we, we certainly we certainly enjoy it. We're going to review food from Vegas, I promise. We got another trip coming up for, uh, for a special friend of ours and uh, she and her fiancé getting married. So there will be a food review somewhere in there, I'm sure. Um, cause we got to eat right, Terry. 
I mean, we got to oh, eat we're something. We're going to eat. Even if it's Waffle House. We'll, we're going to eat. We'll review Waffle House for and you. My deal I is, mean, yeah, I, wanna, I mean, it's, it's. And I don't want to plan out all the meals. I want to show up and find out what I see. Like, that's one thing about Gatlinburg, yep. for instance. You know, we talked about like Disney and Vegas being things that you're not going to do everything. Gatlinburg's the same way. It's a lot more redneck version of that. Mm-hmm. Hillbilly, maybe. But, um, one thing I always loved walking in Gatlinburg is just finding some random restaurant that looks good and just popping in there and eating. Yep. I love that. You you can do the you can do the same thing in Savannah. Yeah. You can do the same thing in Charleston. Um I know these are vacation towns, folks, and that may be why we're mentioning, but I promise you, like Terry said, you can walk down old Savannah or old Charleston, South Carolina, the old brick road, the old slave market, you know. Bad time in our country. I get it. That's not the point. But you can walk down these places and you see 50 different restaurants within two to three miles and pick one. You won't be disappointed. That's the best part. Pick one. You will not be disappointed. And I think, you know, like you said, Terry, Gatlinburg is going to be on our destination list at some point. There's no way possible with the crowd we have. And the interest people in the group have that uh, that there will be um, no way we miss Gatlinburg at some point. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There will be Absolutely. no way we miss Gatlinburg. Uh, plus, geographically, it's, it's fairly close for most of us. So, um, But yeah, the food thing, for anybody watching TNA Top 10 with us or listening... This will be a recurring theme, we promise, because there are no dose. I don't know, four or five trips planned, and we might find a place to uh, tell you where to go. I know that allegedly, allegedly, I will be having Thanksgiving in Alabama, and that's only because we're going to be driving to Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. To watch old Alabama. Yeah, I'm trying to sell you on this whole statement retired. We don't have to do it. And, thing, the, you know. and the Iron Bowl, baby. Because, <laughs> you know, we got we to gotta see what Caleb DeBoer is going to do. And, yeah. of course, uh, Ter- Terry's man, whose name I just lost. God help me. I'm sorry, Terry. You freeze. Had, a good, had another good week, and they're going to have signing week again. I don't know if we want to talk about college ball next week or not. We'll have to see if what the uh, yeah, we'll catch the big shakeups are because because this is my fault, folks. Terry had a different topic in mind, and we started talking about food. No, and I went on my if we little ever, tangent listen, about listen. old Fremont Street, Las Vegas. If we ever uh, start talking about but food, one of the it's going to go long, and we can drop all the other yeah, topics well, and just keep focusing on the food because <laughs> I can talk about that all day. Well, the most expensive meal, since this is a Vegas show and we're talking about food. By the way, we will get back to this NIL thing next week or something. We'll, we'll, there's a topic we wanted to talk about. We'll get back to it next week. There you go. Um, so, uh, because Terry, quite frankly, I think it'll be more relevant next week when they start the damn recruiting. Uh, again, you know, yeah. the signing starts again. So, any, anyway, what Terry, uh, I wanted to tell you was I went to... Las Vegas, obviously, in 19, I told you that. Mm-hmm. I spent so much money on food, it was ridiculous. I went to Bobby Flay's restaurant. I went to, I think I went to one of, uh, I went, well, I got told by our buddy, my platonic life partner, 
I said, yeah, I ate at Bobby Flay's and I thought it was really good. Do you know that she went, hmm, hmm. She's like, there's it's way okay. better than that. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> way better than that. I was like, it was good. So I have pictures, I think, on my phone still. I may share them with you so we could put them on social. But I had I had Surf and Turf in Vegas and Caesar Palace. And I don't even remember the name of the restaurant. But I'm pretty sure I have a picture of the menu. Um, this is no kidding, buddy. They brought me the biggest damn lobster tail I had ever seen. And you know me. I'm a beef eater. You know, I love the steak. Yeah. And they brought me this this steak that was obnoxious to go along with this this tale. 2019 was a great travel year for me. And I think, um, all joking aside, I know we've talked a little bit about the plans that we have with our friends and such. Uh, fun fact, because I just saw the picture. Uh, the very first Arn show was at StarCast 2019, StarCast 2. And now I am the, quote, research guy for the orange show how about that buddy um That's right. but anyway i'm trying to see if i have this damn picture i probably got rid of it because i had too many pictures on my phone but this thing was like a platter sized lobster tail and it went along with the oh no i i have it you are look we're gonna do a live <laughs> i'm sending this to terry now um buddy so the point of this is, I got the surf and turf, of course, and, and it does matter where you buy it. Nobody will ever convince me otherwise that it, oh, it's not a big deal where you get it. Um, it was in Caesars. This was a 150 dollar meal before before the tip. And as as people on the show know, I uh I don't drink alcohol. So there was no alcohol in the price of that meal. Cuz one of the fun things that everybody knows is dessert, appetizers and drinks are what rack up your bill. Um Yes, absolutely. Honestly. I, mean, I think my and, meal in in Hawaii that was a, my first big bill like that. I think I got a slice of key lime pie or something like that. I got dessert of some kind. I don't know why I'm thinking key lime pie. Mm -hmm. Surely it was something better than that because I don't really like key lime pie. And I got coffee. There's no telling how much that coffee cost at the end of that meal. Not in Hawaii, there ain't. Yeah, no way, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it can't. I mean, um. Up to that point, that was a $200 meal, which, you know, there may be people listening. It's like, oh, I dropped 200 bucks on a meal. Up to 2019, I wasn't making real money. Sorry. I mean, I, I mean I've been very blessed that way. I've, 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 I've worked my way to where I'm at now and am compensated very well for it. I don't, I don't apologize for that part of it. Um, but if you ever told me five years ago, in 2019 that I would have no problem dropping three, four, five hundred $500 on a meal with friends. I'd look <laughs> you in the face and tell you you're fucking crazy. Ah, uh, that shit ain't happening. Um, Terry will tell you that I have no problem 
finding us a good place to eat. And I have no problem leaving the tip or picking up the bill. I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> because it's not about the money. You know, that makes it sound like I'm the million dollar man here since we're all wrestling fans. That's not the case. I, I'm not wealthy by any means. I'm blessed. I'm not, not wealthy. spending like that. There's a not. difference. Learn it. Live it. Uh, no, for real. <laughs> but I don't spend money any other time. Like, yeah. that's the thing. I'm such a cheap bastard. I don't spend. Look, I don't know if anyone can see this. Hold on. Can you see my phone here? Probably not. The phones don't can you, show up good. Can you see that, Terry? Can you see the phone case, though? A little bit. On my camera? So this spot right here where my finger is, mm -hmm. this is torn. This right here, uh, the side piece right here, mm -hmm. that pocket is missing that covers that particular piece up for your turning the phone off and on. This piece right here, missing. You know, uh, my point is I could go buy me another $20 skin for the phone case. Guess what? I just deal with it the way it is because it's all right. It still works. I'm one of those risky bastards so, that doesn't have a phone case. Yeah, he's he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if if you saw how many times I dropped this thing, you'd understand why there's tempered. Well, glass my on magnet it. charger I, thing I say all won't that. connect to it if if I've got a phone case on it. So that was the biggest thing. Oh, that's true. I say all that to say this, folks. And if if you take one thing from my crazy ass today, take the following advice: save your money, spend it on what you want to do. Make the memories with your people. Put this phone down while you're having those memories being made. But let someone take a fucking picture of you with those people that mean so much in your life. And remember that it's only money. You can make more. What you don't make are more family members, more friends, more people that you value in your life. So when you get to spend those times together, treasure them. There's a reason I speak so fondly of my time with Terry and our friends mm -hmm. and our plans and all of this other stuff, because the rest of the year, it's a grind working and being an adult and, you know, not having all of the fun and saying, being able to say, fuck it, you know, I'm going to buy a $200 lobster tail. And I hope you got the picture because you should see that thing, Terry. But anyway, it's gorgeous. Well, speaking of that, and my point to say all that is. Most of the year, sorry to cut you off, but it drove me crazy being stuck at no home fun. for a week, not being able to work, using vacation time, and not being on vacation. Yep. Hated it. Yep. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. Terry just said it, and it works. Thank you for interrupting me, by the way, because this will work for our to wrap this point up. If you're at a job like I am, and you get 15 days of vacation like I do, Take the 15 days of vacation because as much as I love the people I work for and with and have trained and helped and the customers and everything else, if I die tomorrow, they'll replace my ass before my funeral. And that is just a fact. Um, I don't know if any of my people at work listen to this show, but if they do, they can all agree that's probably a fact. Um, and it's okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm not. That is the reality of the world we work in. My father 
had a heart. I talk a lot about him, I guess. Had a heart attack at 54 years old, and the doctor said this is stress induced from work. How how many hours do you work a week, sir? My dad said 80. He said, no, no, I mean, not a pay period. How many hours a week do you work? He looked him dead in 80. the face and he said, 80. Goodness. This man was working 80 hours a week, sleeping five to six hours a week, and had a massive heart attack at the age of 54. Did it help he's a smoker? No. Did it help he was overweight? No. Did it help that he's developed diabetes? No. But the doctor said the primary cause of the heart attack was stress. I'm not going to have a fucking heart attack at 54. That's why I've really committed to the diet. It's why I work out. It's why I do things like... I used to not take vacations, Terry. This is, I, ah, who needs a vacation? You need a vacation. And you need to spend it doing the things you like to do to hit your reset button and to spend it with the people that you love. That's what you need to do. And that's what I can say positively today. Other than make sure you eat good food because you deserve it. Two things, sir. Thank you for the positive things you said. Two things. And all the times that we have spent together and we are going to spend together. And secondly, you cheap bastard, let's talk about the champ of the week. So we said that yes, every sir, week we're going to try to end on a positive note here. And, you know, the first week, um, I surprised Andrew here. We didn't call it the champ of the week that week. Embarrassed. Last week, we talked about um, we talked about Justin Yent and the Filter Free Popcast guys and, and the good things that they're doing. Um, and this week, we went a little bit more well-known. And uh, this champ of the mm -hmm. week this week is Ashton Kutcher. And I know everybody's going to think, that's Kelso from the, that 70s show. Why is he the champ of the week? Well, this, this is a guy that's done some good things in the world. And if you hadn't heard about it, let me tell you a little bit about it. So when he was married to Demi Moore, they started this organization called THORN, the Digital Defenders of Children. And now they're divorced, but um, he's still really involved in this. Um, their mission statement so to speak, um, is to accelerate victim identification, equip um, platforms to understand how to protect children, and empower the public with information. So some numbers that they put out there, um, the number of child sexual abuse files reviewed by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 2004 was 450,000. In 2019, it was 70 million. The internet took hold, and this has been a problem that has been very difficult to squash because, you know, we, we did the discussion about Vince McMahon, you know, and th there's so many people out there that want to take advantage of people, especially children, because they're helpless. And it's just sick individuals. And Ashton Kutcher has tried to do something and try to provide an avenue to help defeat this thing or, or, or back it down as much as we can. Um, you know, it's hard. We're, it, it, the Internet is such a vast place with so many opportunities and so many smart people with bad things on their mind. 
and that are gonna gonna kidnap these kids. They're gonna traffic these kids, and they're gonna end up on the internet. And there's so many bad things will happen. And uh, we we've got to fight this. We we can't just stand by and watch this go by. And Ashton Kutcher, he's he's using whatever he can. Um, this is a smart guy. You know, Kelso was stupid, but Ashton Kutcher, he's a smart guy, and he's using his network, he's using his intelligence, he's talking to the right people, trying to put as much information out there to help fight this as he can, and this is our champ of the week, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I, I really love Ashton Kutcher in all aspects, his work on the screen. Um, obviously, I believe he's married now to Mia Kunos, and mm -hmm. so this is another... She's another, I'm very supportive of all this work he does. I've seen his testimony before Congress. The man broke down in tears talking about children and the exploitation of children and the vile acts people do to children. Um, and I think we said we were going to end this on a positive note, Terry, but. Well, it um, is a positive. It is a positive movement against negative things. Yeah, because child abuse, sexual abuse, trafficking, molestation, all of those things are real. And I can guarantee you all, you know a victim of childhood sexual abuse in some way, shape, or form. You may not realize that you know somebody, but it is that prevalent. And to Terry's point... um the deal with the minors and the pictures and the, and people wonder why did they put that little, uh, emoji over top of that baby's face? You know, that celebrity person, why don't they want everyone to see what their kid looks like? That's why that right there is why they don't want everybody to know what their child looks like. That right there, even if they're and in the public with the emergence of AI technology, some of this stuff's getting ridiculous and being the potential victims. Correct. Being the being the victims, um, so good for Ashton Kutcher because, like Terry said, it's really easy to say, "Oh, he's the burner from that '70s show," you know, Kelso, Michael Kelso, and that's how most of us were introduced to him. Sure, but the man's heart and compassion for children, the safety of children, protecting children—absolute standing ovation from us here at TNA Top Ten, and we love, respect, and admire what he's doing because quite frankly not everybody is built i know i'm not terry I, I won't speak for you not everybody is built and equipped to deal with that level of evil um because let's face it you're talking about sexually exploiting defenseless babies children i mean they're babies i understand they might be 5 10 12 whatever they're little people they can't make their own decisions they can't they they don't know any different they, they they're still learning developing you're supposed to nurture them not do that so the fact that he even picks that that banner up you know picks that baton up and runs with it the way he does that in itself deserves to be our hero but uh the work he's done the actual results he's getting um amazing job and i will always support what he's doing for for that particular uh, work and service because it, we need more people like him, Terry. That's all there is. To, unfortunately, we need more like, more like him and, and less like the people on the internet and the uh, trolls and the 
They're not even trolls. They're pedophiles. I mean, that's what it is. They're pedophiles. We're talking about pedophiles here. Right. Um, yeah, it sounded so, a lot more, like you said, really, really we really ended respected. on something positive. I think, you know, obviously the whole story here is not positive, the fact that this exists. But our champ of the week is Ashton Kutcher. What we ask you to do, if you've never been there, go check out thorn.org. Find out what they're doing. If you're willing, go ahead and donate to them and, and help their cause. And um, this week's champ of the week is Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I think we've had a um, pretty decent show today. A lot of talk about food, and that was not quite as expected. Food, but man, I can I can talk about some food. You know, in the coming weeks, we're we can be doing and we stuff. will. I mean, gonna be some trips. <laughs> there are going to be some trips. I don't know what that's going to do to yeah. our schedule coming up. When we're going to record? When we're going to do this or that? Whatever it is, we'll we'll let you know about it. I've got we're um, loose. You know. AEW is coming to Huntsville in a few weeks. I'm going to be, um, quote, front row for that, whatever that means. I could be one of those front row slash really on the seventh row kind of things because of the weird seating arrangement, but we'll see. Hopefully I get on TV. Um, I've done that before. Um, it would be great to get on there again. I'll see if I can bring some surprises for the for people watching. So watch out for me. I'll let y'all, I'll remind you guys about it when it, when it comes up. But um, thanks for another show, buddy. You're going to have to, because, because I don't even watch. Yeah. I was going to say, do remind us. Thank you for that, by the way. Do remind us because I don't even watch AEW except with fast forward anymore. So if I know I need to be looking for you, I'll be looking for you. (laughs) But yes, good show, Terry. I loved it. Uh, I got tangential, which you know everybody expects these days. Terry's supposed to rein my ass back in, but he says just no, let it go. I am not stopping Sometimes you it's best to just let him finish. And steak and lobster and stuff. <laughs> it ain't happening. That's the best. That's the best segment we've had on the show ever. What are you talking about? Well, it might be a top ten. And here's the thing: we're working on polls. We're working on, and I know, because I told Terry this all the time, the only people that care about poles are cross-country skiers and strippers. Thank you, Sarah Palin. And we talked about Vegas, um, so there you go. We talked about Vegas, but we are, Terry, not we. I participate in the polls because I have to vote. It's kind of a rule for the show since it's our show. But Terry is developing ways to get some more audience participation. We'll so take. hopefully we can roll those out. It seemed seemed to be better this week. Would you agree? Yeah, I think than so. the we'll last time there. we tried. Yeah, a yeah. A better. We, first, the first attempt was like, "Holy crap, this sucks." Second attempt is like, "This is a little bit mm-hmm. better." We're going to find the right technology. We're going to make this work. We're going to do one of these. We're going to find the right technology. <clears throat> but here's what we can say, and I'm going to let Terry close it down with this final remark. Not even I know what the top 10 poll is for next week. So stay tuned and we'll let you know, Terry. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. It's Appreciate been a great it. show. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about Super Bowl results next week. What else will we talk about? Who the hell knows? We have seven days to figure that no. out. We'll figure it out in about five days. That's how we work. It's not going to get any better. We will not improve that seat of our pants every week and you'll get you'll get our best everybody have a good week love the people around you tell them you love them 
don't forget to say it because you never know what might happen next. Have a good week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. We are TNA Top 10 on all social media. I'm TWeave79. He's 30, your fan. We're available weekly where you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.